Let's take out the trash day. Friday. I mean, what is it? Any stories we have to give the press that we're not wild about, we give them all in a lump on Friday. Why do you do it on Friday? Because no one reads paper on Saturday. But we do. I'm Yael Grauer. And I'm Jimmy Jenkins, and this is the Monday Morning Dumpster Dive. On Friday, Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos reversed Obama-era policy on campus sexual assault. She rescinded previous guidance on how colleges should handle allegations of sexual misconduct. DeVos also released new guidelines for schools to follow. Alicia Durfee is an associate professor at the School of Transformation at Arizona State University. She says schools could now raise the standard for evidence in a sexual assault case. So normally in civil cases, you use something what's called the preponderance of the evidence, which it's a normal standard in civil cases. If you file a suit against your landlord, if you have a family law case or a custody case or a lawsuit, you use a preponderance of evidence standard, which just means it's more than 50-50, right, that you believe that the allegations brought by the complainant um, are involved. Now schools can choose to use what's called the clear and convincing standard, which is a higher burden of proof. With the new policy, schools have the option of using mediation if both sides agree. But Durfee says mediation is damaging to victims that participate. Mediation is very harmful because it frames it as simply an issue that needs to be resolved between two parties rather than as essentially a violent act has occurred between two parties, right? And we know that sexual and domestic violence are crimes of power and control. They're not motivated by sexual desire. They're motivated by power and control. So if you have an imbalance of power and control, how can you have two parties approach a mediation table on the same terms? Mediation is very useful in many types of civil cases, but this is a very different type of case where people are coming in with a very distinct power imbalance. Also, I can't imagine anything worse if you were a victim of sexual assault, having to sit down and talk that out and, quote unquote, resolve your issues with the person who perpetrated that crime. Alicia says the new guidelines for addressing assault claims are vague, so cases could drag on and on. Under the Obama guidelines, you had to resolve the case within 60 days. Under the new DeVos guidelines, there is no actual minimum standard in which the case needs to be resolved. So it could be dragged on indefinitely if the university believes that it can be. Lack of access to legal representation is an issue for all parties involved. DeVos, in her first round of statements, right, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, um, talked about how it's completely unfair to victims or who we call complainants, right, that they didn't have legal representation. And so it's fascinating to me that we're now setting up a system where they still don't have any access to legal representation. And in fact, they can be directly cross-examined, right, by the accused, um, which we know can be very damaging to survivors of sexual assault. So for me, if DeVos is going to point out all these problems with not having legal representation, universities should extend legal representation to both the complainant and the accused rather than allowing the accused to directly cross-examine the complainant. When this announcement came out on Friday, Alicia was in Lexington, Kentucky at a conference on college response to campus sexual assault. All of a sudden, during this national conference, someone stood up and said, DeVos has rolled out new guidelines. And we were all, what? And those people in the room who were Title IX coordinators had received that new kind of statement, but I could not access it on my own, being just a professor interested in the issue. I had to get it from my Title IX coordinator. Alicia says the timing is tough for schools coming into the middle of the school year and could leave many students in limbo. What does this mean for the cases that are currently filed under Title IX? What does this mean if they experience sexual assault and they want to move forward and they don't want to use a criminal justice system? How will their university respond? 
Will it change in the middle of their types of cases? I think if scholars are debating what these changes mean, how could that boil down to a student knowing which decision is the right one for them? So I'm really troubled that these things are changing without a lot of student input into the process and without a lot of guidance as to what survivors really need. Alicia Durfee is an associate professor at the School of Transformation at Arizona State University. I'm Yael Grauer. And I'm Jimmy Jenkins. We'll catch you next time on the Monday Morning Dumpster Dive.